Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Preserve and protect your health by listening live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, listeners. Today is November 20th, 2013, and we're going to have a great show today. Everyone is going to learn something so important, so so vital to your health that you're just going to be absolutely stunned. We have with us as our special guest, Carolyn Dean. She's an MD and an ND, and she has been inspiring and motivating people to be their healthy best for a very long time. She's a health expert who was one of the first to see the coming obesity diabetes, and chronic health issues that have become epidemic in the United States. You see, because of, as out of a result of our modern farming methods, we have a depletion of vital minerals and nutrients from our soils and the food that we eat today has become one of the root causes of health problems with over 75% of Americans not getting their RDA of the vital nutrient, magnesium. So we're going to be talking about magnesium. And now I want to welcome Carol. Hello. Hello, Denise. Good to be here with you. So pleased that you took out a time from your very busy schedule to be with us. I always like to start our shows out with basically my guests telling us How did you get on the path that you're on today? Uh, Oh, that's a long time ago. That's back in the 70s, you know, 45 years ago. I was reading nutritional information at, at, at a time when you could read all the books that had all the health information. And um, people just weren't listening to me. And I was in honors biology genetics. And one day in one of my science classes, some of the guys came in and said, oh, did you get accepted? And I said, wow, I I feel pretty accepted. What's up? They had been accepted into medical school and thought I was in pre-med along with them. And just like that, in in the snap of the fingers, I said, man, if these these young whippersnappers can be doctors, you know, (laughs) I certainly can. Because I was um, a few years older and had traveled a lot and, as I said, read everything about health and no one was listening. So I thought, well, I'll get a medical degree and then they'll have to listen. So that got (laughs) me into medicine. And um, the minute I got into my internship, I was doing naturopathic courses. And then, as you said, I got my naturopathic degree and um, never looked back. When I went into practice in um, 1979, I I was doing um, nutritional medicine. I would only do drug prescriptions or refer to surgery when absolutely necessary and I had such great results with people. It was very re- rewarding and as I say to people, I I was around before chronic fatigue even came about, before mm-hmm. HIV came about. So I watched as these um, chronic conditions developed and you know, the conditions of uh, chronic obesity and heart disease and all these things are so nutritionally related. It, and as you say, my um, specialty in, in magnesium 
I, I see that everywhere. I mean, when you look at um, even how sugar is processed in the body, 28 molecules of magnesium are required to metabolize one molecule of table sugar. 56 molecules of magnesium are required to metabolize one molecule of fructose, fruit sugar. So everything is interrelated on, on how the body is coping with all the, the overuse of sugar and the toxicity and everything. And, and in, in my mind, magnesium, it's not in the soil. People don't get it in the food they eat. And that's one thing that can really protect them, but we don't have enough of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So why is it so important? Uh, magnesium controls over 800 different enzyme systems in the body. And these are enzymes not to digest your food, but these are enzymes that make uh, all the metabolic functions in your body work, like how your energy is created and how um, your body controls temperature, how your muscles move or how your nerves work. So when you don't have enough magnesium, then things start falling apart. You, you can get head-to-toe symptoms and not even realize that all the symptoms you have can all be related to, to one big magnesium deficiency. So it's affecting the way the body metabolizes protein, fat, carbohydrates, how it makes your DNA and your RNA, how it makes energy in the body, and uh, as I said, how it makes your muscles and nerves function. So if you're low in magnesium, you can be getting Charlie horses in your calves or muscle spasms in your heart to the point that you could have a heart attack just from magnesium deficiency. I imagine that would be very difficult for a physician to diagnose. Absolutely, and... You know, the the really terrible part of it, Denise, is that there's not a really good blood test that the doctors use to to find or diagnose magnesium deficiency. They use a serum magnesium test, and only 1% of the total body magnesium is in the serum. So that amount of magnesium has to always stay within a certain tight range. So the moment you're serum magnesium goes a bit low, there's a feedback mechanism that pulls it out of your muscles and bones to make the blood look good because it's perfusing the heart. So when doctors test serum magnesium, it always looks good, so they just don't test it. I mean, if you think back to getting a a blood panel with your electrolytes, you see your sodium, potassium, chloride, bicarb, but you never see a magnesium. So what I tell people, what I tell people is they can actually follow their own magnesium, but uh, a magnesium RBC red blood cell test, and you can ask your doctor for a magnesium RBC test, and that that tells you what's in in the RBC cells, and that's a, a lot more useful. Or you can actually order your own test online at. Um, a lab called requestatest.com, and it's a $49 test, which is quite reasonable these days, and you can follow your own levels, but what you want to know about that test is you want to have the, the high end of normal on your results. The range of that test is 4.2 to 6.8. Well, you don't want to be 4.2. You want, you want to be more like 6.0 to 6.5. So it's another way of people taking responsibility for their own health because, um, I mean, I know in medical school I did not learn anything about magnesium except actually in our biochemistry classes I could see it right there because I'd already read all my nutritional uh, books and every enzyme, as I said, function in the body requires a vitamin or mineral cofactor. So it was right up there on the slides. They were showing us what happened in the body when when you created the the different um, energy molecules, etc. 
but that was never translated into clinical application. It was always, oh, if someone doesn't have energy, they're depressed and they need an antidepressant. Instead of, oh, someone doesn't have energy, then they need magnesium to push their adenosine triphosphate and, and you know, get, get the body functioning uh, more normally and more optimally. So the clinical impact of magnesium deficiency, uh, some of the, the main ones or w- what we would want to call symptoms, is just incredible. I mean, anxiety, panic attacks, asthma, mm-hmm. blood clots, mm-hmm. bowel disease, <laughs> depression, detoxification, diabetes, fatigue, heart disease, and the list goes on and on and on. I know. It's, it is unbelievable, and that's part of the problem, too, Denise, is doctors just don't believe that a simple mineral can do so much. And, again, it's because they really didn't focus on, on their biochemistry, and they, they didn't have, as I said, the clinical application of, well, what does happen when you don't have enough minerals? And mm-hmm. just as you say, all these symptoms, even acid reflux, Think of that, like when you have heartburn or, or, you know, this acid reflux, GERD they call it, and that can happen because your stomach is in spasm or your the lower part of your esophagus is in spasm and pushes food up where it shouldn't be. And instead of treating by relaxing the muscles with magnesium because magnesium is a it's the absolute best muscle relaxant instead of doing that they give you drugs that actually uh, kill your ability to absorb minerals through your stomach and and in your food and cause all kinds of other side effects and and even some of these um, these drugs i mean i'll be alluding to this throughout some of the drugs used, uh, the proton pump inhibitors, have fluoride molecules attached to them. And the fluoride will actually bind up your magnesium irreversibly, turn it into a a brittle substance that deposits in bones and and cartilage instead of uh, magnesium. It replaces magnesium and ends up causing bone breaks and cartilage tears, as, as we hear about with a, um, a common antibiotic called Cipro. Cipro has fluoride molecules in it, and one of the black box warnings is about it causing tendon rupture. And the tendon rupture comes about because of this uh, deposition of the magnesium fluoride compound, the severe spasms around the tendon, and then the tendon ruptures. I'm glad that you've explained that because I did see that as a side effect on the antibiotic and I chose not to take it one time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I didn't that's understand why. I didn't understand I why. It could do, it could do. I don't think they even know it, Denise. I mean, that's, uh, I guess you'd say that's my theory about it, but I've talked to enough people and gotten enough correspondence from people who've um, taken Cipro and had this happen, and I think it, it would happen to people who are already very magnesium deficient. Unfortunately, it happens to athletes because they're magnesium deficient. Um, athletes sweat so much uh, that, that uh, they're losing their magnesium and a lot of other right. minerals as well. So when they become depleted of magnesium, it makes them susceptible to all kinds of symptoms. I've had so many athletes uh, consult with me, and they can't believe, you know, from their their high confidence, athletics, and and all that they've accomplished in their lives, and they're suffering from anxiety and depression and muscle spasms and heart arrhythmias and insomnia and migraine headaches and nerve twitches, all of which are magnesium deficiency symptoms. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it is frightening. It's frightening. So, since most people don't get enough of this mineral in their diet, I imagine that once they have the blood test, then they know what their levels are, and then they'll know 
how much to take on a daily basis. But is this a this will be a lifetime commitment, correct? It it will be because um if we had a regular diet, for example, a hundred years ago we were getting 500 milligrams of magnesium every day in our diet. Now we're lucky if we get 200 milligrams. So if if they Mm. had a proper diet with their 500 milligrams of magnesium, that would be fine. Since it's it's literally impossible to to get that much magnesium in your diet now, um, specifically because um, farmers don't use it in their fertilizers. Even organic farmers don't necessarily... Um, replace minerals in the soil and just because the food is organic doesn't mean it has magnesium. I've consulted with with people who are on this kick of taking 140 ounces of green drink a day and they have arrhythmias and, and muscle cramping. And I say, you're magnesium deficient. And they say, that's impossible. I'm, I'm drinking all this green stuff. And they'll do the blood mm-hmm. tests and they'll be low. And the thing about magnesium, Denise, is it's very safe. I mean, people, I don't think people have to get a blood test, but I do um, tell people who are on a lot of medications and have a lot of diagnoses that it's a very good scientific way of following their their magnesium and seeing where they're at and then, following their intake and uh, taking it um, an, in enough quantities to get the therapeutic effect. And, you know, I know you're going to ask me, well, what types of magnesium can a person take? And some people will say, they'll be on a half dozen drugs and say, well, is it safe to take magnesium? And, you know, it's just so frustrating because I say, well, how many times have you asked your doctor, is it safe to take these six drugs? And, you know, if people are worried, though, about taking taking something that they, you know, magnesium they don't know about and mixing it in with their drugs, you start doing Epsom salts baths. Epsom salts is magnesium sulfate, and you put uh, two cups in a, in a nice, you know, hot bath, and you soak mm-hmm. in it for 30 minutes, and you feel better. I had one teacher in his mid-40s, and on his first telephone consult with me, he said, I, I'll have to reschedule. I'm in the middle of a panic attack. And I said, do you happen to have any Epsom, Epsom salts in your bathroom? And he said, yes. And I said, good. And I said, just pour it all in a tub, start running the water, put your feet in it. And within minutes, his panic attack was gone. So that so it was absorbed him. through his feet? Absolutely absorbed, you know, his feet and legs up to his knees. He filled the bathtub up. So it's absorbed through the skin, and it can start acting immediately to relax Mm. the muscles and and control all the the tension in the body. I I think that of all the um, side effects of not having enough, that strokes, head injuries, and brain surgeries... Mm-hmm. are at the top of the list for being such an unfortunate um, thing to happen to people. I know. It's, in, in my book, Magnesium Miracle, I, um, I talked about the, the brain injury um, problem where, uh, you know, you'll get um, uh, trauma to the head and everything swells up. Well, what helps reduce the swelling is an anti-inflammatory, which is magnesium, and it can it can help the the swelling when the heart um, gets attacked. <laughs> when you have a heart attack, you get a lot of inflammation and swelling. Magnesium can help there. So the um, the really enlightened doctors are putting intravenous magnesium up on their patients when they go into surgery or when they come in uh, with the symptoms of a heart attack. It would be wonderful if the EMTs had magnesium drips to to put up. And they've done they've done um, clinical trials where they they've proven that intravenous magnesium will stop a heart attack, prevent arrhythmias, and stop recurrence. I mean, it's been proven over and over again. That's amazing. You know, there's so many people that take um, statins, 
And mm. you know, one of, one of the side effects of statins, from what I understand, is um, it depletes your body of um, what is it? Uh, Coenzyme Q10. CQ10. Mm-hmm. Well, it also so, depletes you of, of magnesium, but that the mm. CoQ10. What's interesting, CoQ10 helps the um, production of energy molecules, the adenosine triphosphate, like the magnesium um, mm-hmm. makes uh, adenosine triphosphate. But when you when you look at that chemical cycle, there are ten steps. One step requires coenzyme Q10. Six steps require magnesium. And wow. coenzyme Q10, you can get it in animal protein, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. So by being able to get CoQ10 in animal protein, uh, you're far ahead of being able to get magnesium because magnesium is, is mainly in vegetables, but it's, it's not in vegetables if the soil doesn't contain it. So uh, I know people talk a lot about CoQ10. It's you know, a great supplement, but it's expensive. You don't know the quality of what you're buying. If you buy a cheap one, you're not getting anything. You need really high doses. And I tell people, mm-hmm. look, just eat some animal protein. Get your nuts and seeds. You'll get a bit of magnesium as well. But, you know, if you, if you can't afford really expensive supplements, just, just get, get going with your magnesium, first of all. Yeah, and magnesium is inexpensive, really. It is. And, for what it um, does. You're, for what it does. <laughs> right. And you were mentioning the statin drugs. Well, one of the things about statin drugs, uh, the Lipitor especially, it has a fluoride molecule in it. So right away it's suppressing your magnesium. Uh, the enzyme that balances the cholesterol in the body is affected in four different places by magnesium. Magnesium is required to balance cholesterol. Balancing means if you have too much, then it brings it down. If you have too little, it brings it up. Whereas what Lipitor does, it just kills that whole enzyme complex. Hmm. And the big side of... Go ahead. The big side effects with the statins are this uh, uh, muscle inflammation and muscle breakdown. Anytime you get in muscle inflammation, you're looking at magnesium deficiency. Hmm. hmm. <laughs> when, we, when we talk about um, heart and heart disease, mm-hmm. I, had, um, I had heard years ago that chelation therapy could actually help pull the excess calcium from the plaque that's built up around the arterial walls. Mm-hmm. And of all things, what is that chelation therapy? Well, they use magnesium, correct? <laughs> correct. So rather than get, well, they use magnesium, but they also use EDTA and, and other chemicals that pull out all kinds of minerals. And they how, how do you know if you're just pulling it from the plaque? You're pulling it from your bones and joints as well. Uh, you know, chelation done properly with good intravenous um, minerals afterward uh, can be very beneficial. But, you know, I tell people, well, just really increase your magnesium first to see if you can um, put your calcium into a soluble form because that's the balance of magnesium and calcium right there is if you if you have enough magnesium it will dissolve the calcium in your bloodstream and keep it from precipitating out Uh, if you have more calcium than magnesium the calcium is going to cause um, muscle tightening and spasm it's going to cause nerve excitability and pain so it's very important to have enough magnesium in the face of calcium and what we've done this past couple of decades is um, uh, prescribe higher and higher amounts of calcium to women to try to prevent osteoporosis and we've ended up causing real problems because uh, about four or five studies in the British Medical Journal these past five, six years showed that women taking calcium supplements 
are at a much higher risk for heart disease. And that's because they're taking calcium, which may be only about 4 to 10% absorbed, and the rest of it precipitates into soft tissue in the, in the body or causes constipation. Whereas magnesium, if you take too much of that, you're going to get mm-hmm. the laxative effect. Magnesium leaves the body when there's too much, so it's got this incredible fail-safe mechanism. Hmm. It's almost like water-soluble in a way, huh? Right, right. And that that's what makes it so sensitive, like it's uh, burned off in foods or it's processed out in processed food, so it, it doesn't stay in the, in the food as much as calcium does. So I'm actually telling people to look at the United Kingdom and the World Health Organization, RDAs for calcium, uh, from 500 to 700 milligrams is probably enough for calcium rather than 1,500 to 2,000. Whereas mm-hmm. magnesium, we're saying, you know, 350 to 400 milligrams, and I'm saying 7 to 800 milligrams. So it's like we need uh, equal parts of both, but with the calcium, especially if you're eating dairy products, you can actually get enough calcium in your diet compared with magnesium. And if people don't eat dairy, they can just make bone broth. When you finish, you know, with your chicken carcass, you boil it up with a couple tablespoons of vinegar, and you have a chicken broth to make your soups and stews. You can do the same with fish bones and and beef bones as well. Hmm. (laughs) Why do you suppose that um, drug companies... Um, don't work with magnesium in their medicines. Seems why like they're using fluoride. <laughs> why do you think? <laughs> because they magnesium, can't make enough money. Right, it can't be patented. You know, just being a mineral mm-hmm. that anybody can put in a, a certain form and sell it. It can't be patented. Mm. And, you know, the way the, the drug industry now has gotten to the point where to do a drug trial. I've heard recently it costs a half a billion dollars to do a drug trial, and they've got to get their money back. So they're just not going to be in the, in the business of promoting minerals that can't be patented and they can't make enough money from. So there's a real battle going on right now with, uh, with the media. You have all these drug commercials on television and when – when I lived in New York, I did a lot of um, a, a lot of TV there. I was doing The View a lot. They'd have me on as their nutritional correspondent. But when the laws came through that allowed drug companies to put commercials on TV, they stopped inviting me on the show because you know my my reasoning was well, you're not going to pay millions and millions of dollars for a drug ad and then have a guest come on and say, oh, you don't need all those drugs. You just have to take magnesium. Ah, what a shame. Oh, it's more than a shame. It's criminal, actually. Yeah. Are you still the medical director for the Nutritional Magnesium Association? I am. I am. Nutritionalmagnesium.org. It's our nonprofit where we educate people about magnesium, and people can go there and, and get a free booklet that I wrote about magnesium and um, how it can be beneficial for you. So, yes, nutritionalmagnesium.org. Thank you. Well, that's, that's a wonderful service for, for all humanity. <laughs> so what I always find so interesting is if you look at the um, the nutrients that they put into dog food, say for mm-hmm. instance kibble, <laughs> they they receive a higher amount of mineral content than we do in our own foods. <laughs> I know, I know. It's it's unbelievable how like disassociated um, science and medicine has become. Uh, has become away from food. You know, they don't. It's like they don't even think that what we eat affects us. I, I saw that firsthand when I was in my internship, talking to my gastroenterologist clinical advisor. He was sitting there, very overweight, smoking, drinking a coke, and eating chips, <laughs> and telling me that food had nothing to do with bowel 
disease. And, you know, I, it's incredible, just incredible how um, brainwashed we were in medical school. And nothing to mm-hmm. do with, with vitamins and minerals or diet. We, we were just told, though, you know, when someone has to lose weight, just send them to a dietitian, and that, that was it. So it's um, it's so detached the whole the whole process. And as I said, if someone goes to their doctor and says, "Well, I've got I've got all these symptoms, and I think it may be low magnesium," they'll just say, "Oh no, that's not possible," and then they move on because they didn't learn about it in medical school. Since you're doing, are you doing? You do consulting with um, mm-hmm. private citizens, yeah. correct? Yes, by telephone. I don't have a clinic anymore because I, I do so many different things. But, yes, it's it's quite fascinating. I, I keep in touch with people who've just been been everywhere. They've done everything, tried everything. And I'll get people who show me on their supplement list that they're swallowing 80 pills a day. And there's not there's no magnesium there. There's just all these, uh, you know, high-priced vitamins and minerals. And... Uh, and they still feel bad and the basic to me the basics to me as i've said is getting magnesium into the body and another basic is is looking at yeast overgrowth i, I know that's not our topic but um a lot of people have developed mhm they've developed it because we're taking so many antibiotics um, cortisones and prednisone are given out for people who have any sort of inflammation. We're eating a high sugar diet and the stress that most people have is just over the top and all these things will allow yeast to overgrow in the intestines leading to body-wide inflammation and again a whole list of symptoms that doctors don't seem to be able to diagnose and for those symptoms they're just given given a list of drugs to to treat the symptoms, just like with magnesium. You have someone with all these magnesium deficiency symptoms, a a headache and, you know, migraines, they'll be given a certain drug. They'll have Mm -hmm. reflux, so there's another drug. Um, Their cholesterol will be up, there's another drug. Their blood sugar will be up as as a result of low magnesium, so they're given another drug. They'll have angina. They're, that's another four or five drugs. They'll have high blood pressure, and that's another drug. There's this scenario I talk about where someone has a massive stress in their life. You know, maybe someone's died. They're in grief, and, you know, their body is tense, and maybe they go, go for their annual checkup or they go to the doctor because they can't sleep, and you take their blood pressure, their blood pressure is elevated because they're under so much tension. But instead of counseling them, you know, to, to take care of themselves and calm down and, you know, whatever simple lifestyle advice, they're given a diuretic, a, a, a drug to try to lower their blood pressure. But the diuretic is going to release more magnesium as well as potassium and sodium. Now, the doctor may say, eat a banana for your potassium, but doesn't say anything about the magnesium. You come back a month later, your blood pressure is worse because you've lost more magnesium. And the doctor says, oh, we caught your blood pressure just in time. Here are two more drugs. One of them invariably is a calcium channel blocker. So they got it right. They know they have to block calcium from getting into the cells causing spasm, but they don't realize that magnesium is a natural calcium channel blocker. Two months later, when they come back for blood tests to make sure all these drugs aren't causing liver damage, lo and behold, oh, your cholesterol is now elevated. Oh, your blood sugar is now elevated from the side effects of the drugs, mostly from magnesium deficiency, so they're put on two more drugs. So there they are on five or six drugs with the diagnosis of all these chronic ailments that they're told that they're going to have for life, you know, and you immediately just give up because now, you know, your world has come to a crashing end because you're on all these medications and you feel worse and worse and worse. Yeah, I think that the average elderly person in the United States is on at least five different drugs. 
Mm-hmm. Um, 70% of the population is on at least one drug. 50% of the 70%. population is on more than one drug. I mean, it's just mm. the, the statistics are horrendous. Mm. For, for our listeners, for those that um, are just tuning in, I think one of the imp- most important things that you talked about earlier was the, um, the blood test to check for your levels. Would you right. go over that again? And also Absolutely. the frequency, in other words, the frequency of that test? Right. In other words, how often yes. should they? Right. It's a um, magnesium RBC test. Uh, RBC stands for red blood cells. And I found that there, there are a couple of labs, but the one that has the best price is called requesttest.com. And what you do is you sign up for the magnesium RBC test, put in your zip code, and they'll send you, you know, down the street to the closest blood draw station, take your blood, and within 72 hours you have your results back. And then with that, you want an optimum of 6.0 to 6.5 milligrams per deciliter. The range is usually 4.2 to 6.8. But that range is for the sick population, and, you know, I've pretty much cleared it up with you that everybody is magnesium deficient. So Mm. it's the sick population range. It's got nothing to do with optimum, but what we want is optimum. And then in terms of how often to take it, I have most people taking it every three or four months and um, increasing their magnesium um, if if it remains low, because you want to be saturated, you can take Epsom salts baths. You can spray magnesium oil on your body. You can take oral magnesium, like magnesium citrate. I have a magnesium called Remag that has no laxative effect. I, I went through this whole thing where I had such laxative effect with any pills or powders that I took that. I finally had to find something that was absorbed fully into the cells and did not need to be absorbed through the intestines so that I could get a therapeutic effect without getting the laxative effect. And I've seen this, this one work on people who, um, who need intravenous magnesium because mm-hmm. they have such a bad laxative effect and because they're so magnesium deficient or they lose their magnesium quickly. So I've had people on this oral remag who will get even better blood levels than they did with the intravenous magnesium, and, and they feel better besides. So they're, and where do they get? Um, people can go to the resources section on my website and, and just look it up, or it's on my home page, remag. It's under drcarolindean.com. Uh, it's something, okay. as I said, I've researched over the past 10 years, and and it it makes it um, easier for people, as I said, to get the therapeutic levels because years ago we used to say, you know, take enough magnesium until you get the, the laxative effect. But if you're like me, you'll get the laxative effect immediately and, and not get any benefit. And the other thing that happens with taking magnesium is it it wakes the body up, and some people can get a bit scared because it's like their their body has been asleep, you know, like your arm over the back of the chair goes numb. Well, when mm-hmm. it wakes up, it gets all tingly, and the body can go go through, you know, something similar. So I've written a blog called When Magnesium Makes Me Worse. And that blog, When Magnesium Makes Me Worse, helps people understand what happens when, when their 800 enzyme systems have been, you know, really slowed down. And then what mm-hmm. happens when you start ma- taking magnesium and they, and they wake up, you know, sometimes all of a sudden. So you, you want to go carefully. And then um, good forms of magnesium, like my Remag, will actually detoxify the cells when the proper amount of magnesium and the right magnesium gets right into the cells, it'll kick out heavy metals and and chemicals that are lingering in the cells and and help to flush them out of the body. That's interesting. 
So mm-hmm. once you have the blood test and you find out that you're low, how mm-hmm. many milligrams per day should you be taking? Well, everybody's different. I had really bad magnesium deficiency symptoms. Actually, it was amazing, Denise. Uh, Random House asked me to write this book on magnesium back in 1997. And um, mm. I thought, how can I write a whole book on magnesium? Um, but then I found yeah. out that my heart palpitations and really severe uh, Charlie horse leg cramps were from magnesium deficiency. And then, like mm-hmm. I said, you know, I tried to take enough for it and got the laxative effect. And what I saw, I need about 1,000 milligrams a day, whereas someone else who's half, mm-hmm. you know, twice my size might just need five or 600 milligrams. And that's where the blood test mm-hmm. comes in. Because then, um, then you know, and and you know that's what makes these RDAs so so difficult to to mm-hmm. um, you know realize or incorporate because every everybody is different, and I, I tell people as well to go by your symptoms. You know, if you have insomnia and you're taking some magnesium for your insomnia, and you're still not sleeping well, well, take more magnesium. It, you know, it's it's very mm-hmm. safe, mm-hmm. and if you, as I said, if you want to start just with Epsom salt baths, you can take a, a good Epsom salt bath with two cups um, just before bedtime, and you'll sleep. And once you start yeah. sleeping and relaxing, then your body will heal. Because, you see, if your muscles are tight and tense from not enough magnesium and too much calcium, relatively speaking, you're going to be so tight and tense. You know, how can you sleep with your shoulders hitched up, you know, to your ears and, you know, just being tense? You'll never get into a deep sleep. But when you take magnesium, your muscles relax and you can get into that deep sleep and you'll feel, you know, really, really good with a good night's sleep. And then um, during the day, magnesium gives you more energy because, again, you're not tense. And it, it works that mitochondrial pathway to create your, the energy packets in your body. I mean, it's, it is no exaggeration that without magnesium, you do not have energy. And when you don't mm-hmm. have energy and when you're tense and tight and you're not sleeping and you go to the doctor and you're just, you know, your voice will convey, it's like, oh, doctor, I'm so tired and I'm not sleeping. <laughs> and and they're, what are they going to do? Put you on a sleeping pill and an antidepressant and an, and an anxiety drug. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. And we all we all go we all go through that periodically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I mean the stress that we're under these days is just monumental. But the first thing you turn to is is your magnesium. I mean there are other minerals. I, I've got another. When I finished with the the remag, I put together a a 12 mineral uh, formula. What it is about these minerals that I'm, I'm so excited about is they're in the picometer size, and that's like one trillionth of a meter. So it's so tiny that it, it just it flies into the cells naturally. The plant minerals are picometer in size. The cell mineral ion channels are picometer in diameter. So it all lines up that these types of minerals will be fully absorbed. So the the electrolyte or multiple mineral, excuse me, it's called relight. And that is really quite incredible because with very low doses of um, the six minerals that support the thyroid and the five minerals for the adrenals and you know all the minerals that the body needs for thousands of enzymatic processes um, they we, we require them so they're available in this relight and um, the other thing that I tell people to do is put a quarter teaspoon of sea salt in every pint of drinking water and that quarter teaspoon of sea salt uh, sea salt has all 72 minerals that that are available in the in the earth 
and in you know minuscule doses but uh-huh. sometimes that's all the body needs and you know this um scariness about um salt is bad for you well that's related to table salt which is just one mineral sodium chloride it's not the 72 minerals so it's a whole different thing than taking sea salt there's a there's such a big difference because see what happens to people without uh, the proper minerals is that fluid you know you drink uh, water and it goes from one end right out the other you need minerals in your cells to pull water to pull fluid into the cells to properly make you know the different enzymes function uh, so if you don't have minerals, you don't get enough water into your cells to hydrate them, and you start, you know, urinating a lot, or or actually you can also build up edema and cellulite and uh, be dehydrated at the same time that that you look overweight with all this fluid retention. Mm-hmm. So there's a real imbalance that occurs in people who don't have the proper minerals. Yeah, you know, I think um one one very important thing that Americans don't realize is that most of them are running around dehydrated. They're just yes. not drinking enough water. Absolutely. And and look what happens. They get dehydrated, your blood pressure will go up because you don't have enough fluid in your bloodstream. And what does a doctor do when your blood pressure is up but give you a diuretic and you lose more water? It's mm-hmm. it's insane. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So, again, why don't you um, tell the listeners how they can purchase the products that you've been talking about, where they need to go for that, and then um, your books. You have written over 30 books, which is just it's mind-boggling. It is crazy. I won't tell you that I just finished two more. But, yes, my website is drcarolindean.com, and on there I have a, a weekly blog, a free newsletter, so you can click on uh, subscribe to my wellness tips from the future. Um, and with that, actually, Denise, people will get four free weeks of my two-year online wellness program. And actually, for your, um, for your listeners, they can join my free newsletter, get the four weeks, see my email, and if they want to purchase the whole two years in, in one fell swoop, they can do that instead of $240 over the two years, it's only $150. So people can email me about that. And my products, the Remag, Relight, are right on the, the, face, the home page on, on the right-hand side. There's a, a section uh, called Books that you can click on and see all my books. There's a section called resources you can click on. But at least join my newsletter because I have a lot of fun. You know, I, I just did a blog the other day called Stuck on Statins. So I tend to, oh. you know, be very mm-hmm. sarcastic in, in a lot of what <laughs> I talk about. And um, you've already mm-hmm. kindly mentioned our nutritionalmagnesium.org website. That's another free website, mm-hmm. free newsletter, mm-hmm. and free booklet, nutritionalmagnesium.org. And, yeah, we're all about educating people on, on how to be as healthy as they possibly can. Well, listeners, a lot of special things that you can learn and obtain through her, her website. I want to thank you so much, Carolyn, Dean, MDMD, for being our guest today. And um, thank you, Denise, for being the messenger of health. (laughs) It's just, you know, you have such an interesting um, credentials relative to being a medical doctor as well as a naturopathic doctor. I don't find that too often. And it's really inspiring. Really inspiring. A lot of it is common sense. 
we've we get so f- far flung in in how we look at the body and even in natural medicine you know prescribing expensive coq10 and you know all the the esoteric supplements when you know let's just get back to the basics of what the body absolutely requires i agree and i'm sure our listeners do also well we've run out of time but thank you again so much and listeners please tune in again next wednesday 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time and 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. For now, goodbye. Everybody have a wonderful evening. We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at healthmedianow and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit gotcancernowwhat.com for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? Listeners, I just want to advise you that the entire contents of this radio show is based upon the opinions of Denise Messenger and her guests. The information on the radio show, it's not intended to replace a one-on-one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional, and it's not intended as medical advice. It is intended as a sharing of knowledge and information from our guests and experience of Denise Messenger and her community. We encourage you to make your own healthcare decisions based upon your research and in partnership with a qualified healthcare professional of your choice. These statements haven't been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product or products, it's not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any diseases. Thank you again and good night.